The Alleyman Podcast, Episode 6, The Pulp of Story. It's that time of night when the streetlights faintly shudder and, ooh, who's telling that tale in the dark? It's time for Urban Folklore. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Fred Pennyland, and you have found yourself in the dim corners of New York's winding streets on urban folklore, the podcast where we dive into the muck of myth and escape with a finished story to tell. Today, we are joined by my fair colleague in folklore, academic and professor, the good Dr. Ala Okoye. Thank you for having me, Fred. And today, we are finally broaching the topic that Dr. Okoye has become the man, the myth, and legend himself on The Alley Man. Now, as you know, I'd like to hit the highlights with these episodes and keep them tight and trim. We don't waste time on urban folklore, so let's hit the points of myth on The Alley Man. Uh, Yes, you hit them on my shoe already, but as I understand, you've updated them. Always. Always, myth is ever-changing. It's why I have three episodes on Bloody Mary, all months apart. So, we have a pointed list here. One, the alley man is a being more than a man who can exist anywhere in the world, but he always appears in places strange, lost, or abandoned, or in some way outside of the normal area of life. Two, the alley man being likes to perform and will perform one of many specific tricks for specific amounts of loose change, almost always in American currency, even if international. If you don't have change, by encountering the alley man, you will gain some in your pocket. Three, the alley man knows things, things about the world and things about you. His performance, no matter what it is, will impart some kind of wisdom to you that you likely needed to know, and often right when you needed it. (laughs) Oh, you've got it down to three points now? Yeah, th- there's there's a 3.5 that suggests the Alleyman has some supernatural power to make the space of his performance strange in a variety of ways, uh, sometimes changing the sound of the location, sometimes the feeling, but that also seems to just be part of the life of his performance, so I'm counting that generally within the three points. Oh, okay, quite economical. Yeah, we we don't waste bullet points like we do not waste time. So, Dr. Okoye, I understand there was a story you really wanted to talk about before we get started. Yes, uh, quite, quite, yes. The the Percy Maclay Ortiz story. Now, she was a student in one of my classes a few years ago here in Chicago. And now she lives in Colorado. She's an actor and she runs her own podcast. Plays of Colorado, I think it's called. Yes, I believe so. Um, Now, yesterday morning, early in the morning, mind you, she recorded a quick episode and uploaded it at uh, 2 a.m. And Dr. Okoye is convinced? I I am. I am convinced that it is an Aliman story. Uh, To summarize, Ms. McClay Ortiz went to review a local production, got drinks with the lead actress after the show, and then came back to the theater because the actress had forgot her purse there. When she... um, Wait, uh, well, you're rushing the story. (laughs) My apologies. Please carry on. Now, when they returned to get the actress's bag, something overtook her. 
a spirit of performance, Miss McClay Ortiz called it. Well, she she didn't. She was recalling something an acting instructor had mentioned once. But there's a spirit of performance, but it wasn't literal. In any case, the actress began performing a strange and long show just for her, specifically mm-hmm. mentioning that it was a trick for take. That's language we've heard from another Aliman story. Yeah, I I thought you latch onto that. She said trick for tat, which she notes was like tit for tat, not not quite the same. But she also said that she was giving Miss McClay Ortiz their performance because she'd paid for her drinks at the bar, similar to the other tricks being performed as part of a transaction. Wait, that that's not the same at all. It's always a specific amount of change. That's why I changed the bullet point on there. Being a transaction to being specifically about change. Uh, it's always uncompromising on that. But... Uh, I believe the spirit of performance that uh, that we view as the Aliman, that the spirit is embodied uniquely depending on its host. We've seen that in stories, from story to story even. The Aliman sounds different, speaks differently, performs differently. I'm, I'm not buying it. It doesn't fit the points of myth that we set up in episode one here. So it is just another neat story. And it is a neat story. The reason the Alley Man is different story to story is because different people are telling that. Simple as that. Um, well, yes, it was a neat story. But what about the card shuffling in the play? It was um, poker, not tarot. Come on, Doctor, we have a whole episode to do here. Uh, right, oh, of course, of course. So now it's time for the story roundup. Here's where I usually summarize the main story that gets told, but this is one of my multi-parters here. Uh, it isn't a Bloody Mary myth where there's one main story and derivations. This is, it's its bigger. So we both pick stories we felt most exemplify the myth. And we'll each summarize here before we move on to the questions and discussion. Mm, sounds good. Yes, I have mine. Then let's get rolling. Good doctor, kick us off here. Okay. In 2013... Asma Hussein recounts her late teen years in a well-off, largely white suburban city. Now, Asma... I, I, I thought you were going to do the, the Sanders story. Uh, no, I, I changed my mind. Okay, carry on. I don't, I don't think I know this one. Hmm. Asma explained that her best friends in town were always trying to get her to do things that she viewed at the time as haram, which is to say unjust or sinful in the eyes of Islam. Mm -hmm. Asma was not as strict with her faith as her parents and brothers, but even so, she could not find reason to tempt fate by taking part in things she viewed as silly or or trivial, like Ouija boards and uh, the tarot. Okay, so that summer, her friends were in their full-blown white girl witch thing. Uh, casting curses on boys uh, who were rude and purchasing crystals and jewelry with uh, the pentacle on it. As they do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Asma felt less and less like she could invite her friends over without her parents beginning to take notice of the strange things they wore or said. (laughs) So she and her friends began meeting near the mall more than at anyone's house. Tick-tock-tock. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Okay, uh, one day, when meeting her friends near the mall, they wanted to take part in a, a blood pact, one where they would cut their palms and mingle their blood to form bonds of sisterhood. That got dark quick. Uh, Hasma saw this as a good way to spread disease, her father being a doctor, and she politely declined. While the other girls were spreading their blood and who knows what else, Asma walked away to the backside of the mall. She froze when she saw a homeless woman back there, tucked away behind the dumpsters. She notes that uh, she could smell the weed before she saw the woman, white with matted hair and uh, full dreadlocks. She was slumped on the ground going through cards to a tarot deck. Asma knew what they looked like quite well at this point. The woman was flipping the cards over on her stomach, and the woman asked Asma if she had any change. Asma went to politely decline again, but she found a handful of coins in her jacket's pocket. Um, pulling it out, she found she had 38 cents. Oh, that that's a new number. Yes. In exchange for the coins, the woman rolled up a joint and offered it to her. And that's a, that's a new trick. <laughs> Quite. Asma politely declined for the third time in the hour, and it struck her that this was where her friends were leading her. She had always felt that she had to perform a degree of, of whiteness to fit in with her friends, and now she felt she knew where she was being led. Oh? Yes, that was 2013. Today, Asma is happily married and stronger in her faith, and she credits that meeting in 2013 as being her turning point, realizing that the choices her friends were making were driving them further from God, and that was something she did not want for herself. That, that, that is not quite the turn I had been expecting. I thought she'd, like, wise up to that stuff being cool, not... Well, well, each of our paths are our own. Fred, not every story involving organized faith must end happily with them throwing off the yoke of oppression. Uh, Sometimes it is the strength found in faith, the family of the church, synagogue, mosque, or temple, that uh, emboldens personal strength and foundation. Asma found love and support in her own community that she had been ignoring to instead stand uncomfortably with her white friends as they did things that made her uneasy and uncertain. I'd say it was a happy story for Asma. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, we can see the hallmarks here. Timely advice, in a way, through the transaction. Mm -hmm. Definitely less of the performance aspect than I expected. No, I... No, I, I'd say the Aliman performed exactly what Asma needed to see. The hippie white woman with her matted hair, smelling of weed and pressing drugs on a minor? If that was not performance, I shudder to think of the stereotypes that people think are truly waiting for them around the corner. <laughs> yeah, alright, I can see that. It's basically the old anti-drug commercials, as if, as if people are really going to just give you free drugs and force you to take it. That being said, my sister is basically the woman you described, so careful. Okay, tell her to shave her head. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, So, my turn. We've got Terry walking home alone at night. Uh, She's a bit hesitant to take a side alley to get to her work's parking lot, tucked around the corner, but it's cold and she just wants to get home. 
So she takes the alley crossing. She sees the guy there huddled with his coats and blankets, but she thinks he's asleep. She's honestly just a little scared, but she thinks she can just rush past him and it'll be fine. He stands up as she gets close to passing him, but suddenly she doesn't feel so cold, or at least the cold is tolerable. She can't help but pause to help him up as he seems to be struggling to stand. When he asks for change, she doesn't even question that she has it in her pocket and she gives him the 17 cents. It's not much, she apologizes, but then he draws out the deck. The iconic mismatched tarot deck that a certain seven day in Asman is wildly successfully crowdfunding right now. Yes. He deals out a reading for her on the spot, and in that moment, Terry feels totally safe with this man. But the reading is all about warnings of danger. Hands are a card. This one has a silver foil on the front and looks like, uh, kind of looks like a mirror. Uh, when the reading is done, she shuffles to her car, now remembering it's super freezing. And in the reflection of the card in her hand, while she's unlocking the door, she sees that there's a man in her back seat. She runs off, calls the cops, and survives to tell the mm. tale. That is such a... <laughs> it, it's, it's literally like some man-door, hand-hook car stuff, right? Mm. Yes, that, uh, that sort of pulpy urban legend. I... Yeah, but, but at its core, that's, that's what the alley man is, right? It, it sounds endlessly memeable, but it's, it, it's not. He's a fringe character who does tricks, tarot readings for 17 cents specifically, mm that improve your life if you take his advice. It's exactly pulpy enough to be on my show while fitting the formula. Mm, I, I suppose. And on we go to questions. Yes, good. So I've got a whole list of them. Mm. During question hour, which is never an hour, we answer questions and move on as fast as possible to get as many questions taken as we humanly can. Mm. I have the list, we have the brains, so let's go. First up, Penny from Orlando asks, Mr. Pennyland's Dr. Okoye, why do you think the alley man is a single myth when it seems to be a catch-all for a number of different, perhaps related ones, especially considering there are different people being what you call the alley man? Uh, well, that's what I was saying with the moving spirits. It seems to be... It seems that it is an entity that travels or exists between many people. I, I think she has a point, though. What if the myth is too broad? Should it be like mm. the one who performs sock puppet shows and the one who reads tarot for 17 cents? Are, are they distinct entities? I mean, good question. Next question. Well, no, I don't think I... Not how this segment works, Doc. Uh, next question. Greg from Idaho wants to know, Dr. Okoye... Do you think that for 69 cents, the alley man would offer sexual favors? Sexual... Uh, do... Is that a real question? It, it, I don't... it is a real question. The man wants to know you can give it a yes or a no. Uh, I... I suppose if it's a... No. No, the answer is no. Fair enough. To be contrarian, I will say yes. The next question. Mad Hatter on the Reddit asks... Are the alley man people the alley man all the time? Uh, the, I think they are asking if they are always being these... Uh, At alleyway oracles? Yes, I think that's what he means. 
No, I think that rounds back to when I said on the first episode, when I began covering this topic. There are troubling mythologies about homelessness and also about oracles and fortune tellers that suggest they exist just for our own stories. So they only exist in the same location. It's like when children see their teachers outside the classroom for the first time. They forget that these are human beings with full lives and their own stories. Yeah, no, that's always weird as a kid. Uh, So that's a no? Uh, Oh, uh, yes, uh, that was a no. Cool. I agree. Uh, Next question is from Verily the Cutie on YouTube. Oh, I have never really read the comments there. Well, they do in fact exist. She asks, what is the cutoff for what is an alley man experience and what is just a homeless guy asking for cash? Well, that is exactly the discussion I think I have been attempting to preemptively address. Sounds like a deeper sociological discussion. What what gives? You've done question hour before much faster. Yeah, yes, well, I, I think the alley man myth has... It deserves a deeper look than than when we had question hour about people adopting pets that turn out to be wild animals. It is a more nuanced sociological discussion. Have, have you seen some of these stories people have sent in? Homeless dudes outright stealing people's watches. Uh, did you read the neo-Nazi one, I mean? Uh, that's exactly why I wade through the stories to find the ones that feel the most true to the myth. Well... I'm sorry to tell you, but even the cheap, pulpy romance novels add to the sum total of human literature. Uh, so, next question then, RGBX. Uh, I'm not reading all those letters. Uh, Alphabet Soup asks, My friends and I tried to summon him using the Three Kings ritual. It didn't work. Can you advise? Ah, the, the Three Kings. I remember that one. Yeah, I covered it uh, one of my viral occult ritual episodes. I, I think we mm. can advise by just saying don't (laughs) (laughs) yes i would agree definitely okay next question dr okoya do you now believe in the alley man myth and uh, where was that one from Uh, let me check um oh that was from me just now uh when i was on your show just two weeks ago you answered the question all meanderingly and scholarly like uh, but from how you've talked about the myth these last two weeks, I'm beginning to suspect you are being protective of it. Well, I don't believe my answer has changed. Oh, come on. Really? Th- <laughs> Mr. We must respect this myth? Mr. This myth needs deep discussion? Well, no, I, I don't believe in it any more now than I did then. Which which is to say, I believe in it the same amount. I just think there is an integrity to the core story that has been lost now with the... With the anti-Semitic story about the alley man being a front for the reptilians. And uh, (laughs) the change is being fed into a machine to reconstruct a rocket to get them... uh, 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 Yes, I saw that one. (laughs) Okay then, last question for question hour... Only here sometimes asks if you would have him on your show because he believes he was possessed by the alley man. <sighs> Probably not. And that was question hour. As always, listeners, thank you for your thoughts and questions. If you did not get your question read on this show, 
this time. Send another question next time. I never take a question from the same listener two episodes in a row. You know how I try to be fair to you miscreants. Discussion time, then. Yes, but we spent a little longer than normal on the question hour because someone could not give a simple yes or no. <laughs> yes, okay. I, I will be faster. So in discussion time, we ask the question, can we lay this myth to bed? Okoye, I'm honestly interested in your response on this one. Can, can mm. you let go of this myth? You've already covered it in four weeks in a row. Mm. Uh, can you let go? Fred, Fred, I don't think it's so simple. Uh, if it's just yes or no, my answer is no. Okay. I don't, I don't think the kernel, the core of the myth, has been found. <laughs> I, I love having you on the show because you speak in poems. The kernel of the myth. Uh, any, anyway, what is the kernel, the core of the myth, Doctor Okoye? I I have to say, I I don't know. I feel like I have not yet understood the myth in its totality. Yeah, but at the top of the show, I broke it down for you. You've got three and a half bullet points that contain the totality. Maybe, but like the Maclay Otis story, I just feel it's still evolving in the moment. That's what it is. What? You think you found your first live myth. How do you mean? <clears throat> well, most of the myths we cover in our shows are already solidified. For better or worse, even new stories about it just support what's already been said. You're watching this one so closely because you see new stories come up that you're attaching to the myth. <sighs> I am not attaching the stories. Yeah, yes, you are. The McClayortes is probably just, it's probably just a publicity stunt for the actress's show. There was nothing really there to connect it to the Alley Man myth unless you want to make that connection. No, no, no. I disagree. I firmly believe that... You are so passionate about this one. No, it's cute. It's cute. On my end, I'm ready to put it to bed. This episode summarized it solidly. There might be more stories out there, but they all fit the outline. There's really not much more to cover on it. Well, I suppose that's what modern mythologies is for. Yes, exactly. I will create the dead horse so you can beat it. Uh, <laughs> listeners, that is our show today. The Alleyman myth is here for your ears' consumption. Have more stories on the topic? The illustrious Dr. Okoye will be over on the Reddit to talk at length with you about it for probably a dozen more episodes. Dr. Okoye, always a pleasure. <clears throat> Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Fred, for having me. I really think I... I will see you back on Tuesday for our normal Tuesday-Thursday schedule, listeners. And remember, urban legends may just be myth, but urban folklore never dies. Stay weird. I think you really understand. You're, you're obsessed. You're obsessed. The Alley Man Podcast is a podcast produced, written, and directed by Seven Day Nasmond of Publishing Goblin LLC and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International License. The Alley Man character was created by Seven Day Nasmond and is based on the character created by them for the Alley Man's Tarot. I'm John Dingo and I produced the intro and bed music. Outro music produced by Seven Day Nasmond. I am Uduak Inyang and I play Dr. Ala Okui. I'm Bill Patterson, and I play Fred Pennyland. 
The podcast, Modern Mythologies, and Urban Folklore are fake podcasts produced for the purposes of this show, as are their hosts and characters. Any relation to people, real or imaginary, is a coincidence. The Urban Folk Reddit and Dr. Okoye's email, profokoye at modernmyth.live, are real and available for you to use to reach out to the character. I will read comments and emails each week for the next episode. Please like, review, and share episodes wherever you find them, and consider donating to support this and future projects at the Publishing Goblin Patreon, or follow us on all social media, all of which can be found at publishinggoblin.com. Thanks for listening.